and welcome again to the House of Child Development, where we are going to talk about child development, autism, and other development issues with kids. Today we are going to continue our journey with how our child is learning and how we can assist to his or her development stages. First, uh, let's look at how we affect our child communication. As you remember from our last segment, we talked about how there is a very important concept in communication, and it's called the triangle of communication. When it's you, me, and an object. So when we work with a child who is young, let's say two or three, we need to see if we are if we are the helper or the teachers. For example, let's say that we do everything for the child and teaching him how to do it, but not actually giving him the opportunity to do it by himself. So we are the teacher helper in that way that we help because we think that the child can't do it. So when we go to that step, that is a very a beginner step of helping, and that's okay to help your child. But we need to be mindful to how much help we give, and are we ready to go to another step? The helper and the teacher are similar in that way. While the teacher teaches without looking if the child has learned it, the helper helps without the child asking for help or showing indication that he wanted to do that action. And we need to see how we go from there. So when it, we are in the teaching uh, area, we need to see that we teach the steps. First, we do it for the child and we verbalize what we do. Let's say that I'm working with a child and I'm teaching him how to put his shirt on. So I'm saying, first, bow your head, put your hands up. And then put your head in the... And you continue like that. You make a song out of it. So the child will be easy. It will be easier for him to learn. Think about it. Uh, for example, um, the ABC song. A lot of kids know the, the song. And a lot of kids know heads, shoulders, knees, and toes. Why? Even though when they don't know separately, they know the action. And they know the song. When you are making the connection, the child will learn. So after that, you can say, okay, well, and you start to hum the songs and, and see if the child knows it. And you can help. At that stage, you can help your child by a pointing by showing where it is, see where it's hard for the child and help, that's okay. Then you go and say, let's put our shirt on. 
and see where is the step that he is stuck on and then you can continue from there and ask do you need help okay um the other role is the child that is occupied by his own needs that means a child that sits next to the tv or even um playing repetitive game right now and we want to do something else um you need to see maybe he's not interested in what you have to say maybe the visuals that he has from other aspects are bigger than the aspect that you can provide him right now think about it if we are busy we would not be able to do either things remember that we need to see the the um, abilities of your child first and there is also the parent or the therapist that is the mover of things like um i think about the person that carries his child when he's not supposed to or just push the child or drag the child out of everything out or drag your child to the therapy room and that means that you don't respect your child i'm sorry to say that but when we move a child like he was a piece of furniture or if he was an animal or we are diminishing the abilities of our child i understand that there are times that we are busy we want things to be happening very fast but if it was a child who is neurotypical would we do the same thing probably not so if you need more time to go outside and your child takes a long time to go and put his coat on or put his shoes on and the most effective thing that you can do is to give him the time to do it so be ready five minutes before and learn to relinquish some of the things that seems important to you so let's say that your child doesn't put his coat on in the morning and it's very hard for him or you're getting up in the morning very early and help your child to do it or you do it in the car and by the way by law you are actually supposed to put your child in the car without the coat because if you would be in an accident the child would actually will leave the seat from the seatbelt because the seatbelt is not covering him it's covering the coat and he might fall out okay so that is actually an issue uh, something that you can uh, um, check uh, in the fire department you can call and they will tell you the same thing now another part is I call him, I call this stage the comedian or the actor uh, because it's 
much more you are the advocate for your child. You are playing with him. You are making everything, exaggerating things, but in a good way. You're saying, wow, you did this. Oh my God, I'm so proud of you. Um, so when, but when your child will understand more about communication, that is the step that you need to step back and not to be there anymore. Not to be the play role. You need to tell, let your child to grow and be by himself. The other role, and that is the overclapping partner. Um, I went to a lot of parents that they read somewhere that they need to encourage their child to do all of the actions. So on every small thing, they clap their hands. Good job! Yay! But do we do it? Like, do we get it at work? Because I never got that kind of a cheerleading in work. Yeah, you did it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, because it's not normal. It's not normative. A child, when so that child, when he will grow up, or even in a couple of months, will think, wait a second, I don't need to do it anymore because I, they don't cheer for me. They don't say hooray. They don't say good job. Maybe this action, it's not important anymore. So we need to know when to do it and when not to. So... So what is our next step? Our next step is actually to set the goals for the child. And we can do it because we observe the child and we know him the best. You are, as his parent, you know him the best. You know what makes him tick. You know where are his difficulties. And you can utilize it. So let's say that your child needs a lot of vestibular um, reactions or he needs a lot of visuals so you know what your child needs and now is the time to set up the task that we can see him as a successful learner so let's see how can we continue so let's see and uh, we need to see maybe uh, our first goal would be that he would communicate with us, that he will have any kind of interaction with us, even if it's from a eye contact or enjoying a game together. Now, when I'm saying enjoying a game together, I don't mean the big games, Monopoly, uh, Tic-Tac-Toe, or even playing bowling together at the house. Uh, even rough tabling or even just um, pulling a string together, pour water in the shower together, and to see where your communication is there. Another goal is how uh, we can communicate in a new way. So let's say that your child push you or use you as a furniture 
So our next step is to teach him how to point or how to use a gesture or take a picture or even uh, use any kind of verbal communication that he has. Even if it's a word that in the family you know it means cookie or game or nap time. Those are very important indication of his abilities. So when you do this and he repeats it, great. So you are there, you know what you need to do, and you know the communication steps. Now, remember that in all of those steps that we mentioned and the way you help your child, you need to see what is the way that your child is communicating. Is it by gestures? Is it by pictures? Is it by... Um, showing you on his body or pulling you around. All of those things are very important for us to understand. Because if your child is pushing you or pulling you, he might think of you of the furniture. And so we need to see what we would do. If he points, but he points randomly and never showing you what he really wants, it's also an issue. And if he doesn't know gestures and you want to teach him and you're afraid of, oh, my child is not deaf, why am I teaching him sign language? Uh, gestures are not actually, uh, sign language is something that you use yourself when you are in a situation that you don't understand the language. Like, for example, if you would go to any place that is uh, doesn't speak your language, if it's English, French, or anything else. So, when you find out what is the language uh, based for your child, you can go from there and continue to work with your child. So, our goal, is, the final goal, is him to communicate by words. But, First, find out if it is by pictures, gestures, or language that he's communicated with you. If you need help, please feel free to contact uh, me uh, by email. It's uh, info at autismcan.ca. Um, you can also send me a video, and then I would help you to find the right way to communicate with your child. So, because there are several stages of communication, and there are some people would say only use one, I'm actually preferring to use as many strategies as we can. Uh, I have clients in my clinic that we use in the same time, we use gestures, uh, words, um, pictures, we use everything, and the child is in different stages in every one of them, but at least he's communicating. He showed in two hours of therapy, the child is enjoying it, he's showing us what he wants and what he needs. And a very important step in understanding communication and our role as partners in this process 
is to understand um, the connection between an object and a word. If your child is not pointing or doesn't show you, uh, doesn't understand pictures, your child might not be in the stage of understanding words and understanding the difference between a picture and an object in the space. So the good thing is that we can work on it and we can we have exercise for it. But the most um, important thing before you start anything is to show him a picture and ask him where is dad, where is mom, or to show him a picture of a dog and a cat and ask show me a cat to see if he's able to show you those objects. And if he's not, you need to go back and start in different steps so your child would be able to communicate with you. Uh, the important things in all of your process, in all of your time during this process, is to see how your child is communicating and what he's preferring to do in his area. So for example, if your child is a tactile child or visual child or auditory child, you need to make sure those um, assignment or jobs or way of the communication would adjust to his needs and abilities. So when we do that, we actually work with him on his level and his one. So he will be much more receptive to us to teach him how to learn and to communicate. So our next time we're going to talk about how to identify the child and his agendas and how to work and to give examples. I want to thank you for listening to this podcast. I also want to indicate to you that we have a YouTube channel, the House of Child Development, and there I actually give uh, tips and videos on how to teach kids communication. Um, if you need more help, the, my website is thehouseofkidsdevelopment.ca. You can contact me through there, and I will love to hear from you or if you have any comments and or questions and I can uh, tell you during this podcast my answer. Thank you and have a good day.